Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment podcast, a sports entertainment podcast. My man Justin has called in and we are going to mow through the week that was as we reboot the WWE universe. It is a new season, my good friend, Justin. Yes, new things. It's going to be all new, Kevin. When you have a new season, you have to tell us who the new players are. You reboot characters, all yes. of those things. You give them Venom where Venom once never was. We'll get there. Your tag team division is still AJ on almost versus RK Bro, right? But today... That they, would be the whole division, yes, sir. But today they give you Street Profits. Do, well, Monday they gave you Street Profits, Rude, Dolph, the Dirty Dogs... And they give you Otis and Gable in a match to see who will wrestle for the title later in the show. The Prophets wind up being the stars of the match, along with Otis. The dogs wind up going over because, obviously, the title belts aren't going to be changed here. And almost is not... Um, they almost winds up costing the Street Prophets, right? Mm-hmm. So they could be going into a thing with one another as soon as RK-Bro is done with AJ and them. I assume we are trying to keep the Street Profits away from the belt until we break up RK Bro. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, pretty much. And I assume that RK Bro is not going to be a half a year thing. I don't think so either. I just I can't I can't see this staying together th- that long. I feel like we want Riddle and we want Orton in the singles division. Once we get through what we wind up having, and we'll talk about that in a little bit with the main thing where you had the the three main competitors with Big E tonight in a thing with each other, right? And so, we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. but we'll get there. We'll get there. The Mysterios uh, did not wrestle together tonight, which is interesting for the tag division as Dom winds up in a match with Theory, which I thought went pretty well. I was kind of more excited for it than it gave me. But again, they're telling a story here that Theory is the... <laughs> The selfie guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he is... Do you think he's doing okay here? Pulling off the jackass? That's 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 the gimmick they're going to give him coming out the gate. I mean, I've seen that gimmick with a lot of guys coming out the gate. Kind of reminds me of not the selfie thing, but just the attitude and that way. Remember when Dolph Ziggler first appeared? Absolutely. Hi, my name's Dolph Ziggler. You know, that kind of... That, that's who he... That, that's the booking he reminds me of. Yeah, but I do kind of like the passive-aggressive. I've always thought you were really great. Let me get a picture of you and then beat you up. Yeah. I do I do kind of like that aspect of it. I like the referee being pissed at him for wanting to take a selfie when the match was over. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's good He's good at being aloof, theory. Yes. And not getting, like, and it being obvious that he doesn't get it, get it. Whether, uh-huh. I think he does get it, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so this kind of works for him. Mysterio winds up in our main event. We'll get there. That Ray is going to probably get into it with Theory here next. And I think this makes sense that this would be a, a multiple match thing where they kind of have a little bit of a program with him to kind of get Theory further along. Uh-huh. Win or lose once he gets through with this match later on the night. Priest versus T-Bar. Now, what did you think about this? Because it was it was uh, different. It was. Man, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. I don't like what they're doing with Dominic Dijakovic. You know, I'm not calling T-Bag or T-Bar or anything. 
Right. <laughs> the Bearcat destroyed Cedric Alexander, and then Shelton Benjamin backed away from him to try him out another day. What did you think about that? Obviously not much. I, I think that Keith Lee's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of this was necessary. I think you got a guy that just overcame having a heart, you know, heart disease and you bring him back and you're expecting people to boo him and stuff. And it's just, I, I, I watched him do the same thing on SmackDown later this week with Shotzi. Dude, that's what I'm saying about with Priest and with Shotzi and with Bearcat. Mm -hmm. All three characters suddenly got this little pivot, and I'm wondering, they all are pretty good. Like, it it tells me they're worried about having challengers for, especially Bearcat Lee just screams of, he has to challenge Big E, and Big E's a a babyface. Yes. Right? And and we need a, a huge heel right now. We've gotten rid of the other big heels we've had in the company. And then you, you know, your Brock Lesnar is on the other show. So we got to have that here. That'll be Keith Lee, right? Is that what yeah. a scream of? Okay. Yeah. Now let's get into the women's division. Cause Selena does, Zelina does a, a ceremony for herself and she is fantastic as she runs her little yes, mouth. I'm so happy for Infuriates the back, the backstage wrestlers as they watch. Dewdrop wants to come back and get her revenge on the loss at crown jewel. And they have a little match here in which I didn't love the match, but Zelina figured it out. She got the referee to look the other way when she fiddled with the turnbuckle, used her scepter, scepter. And, and hits Dewdrop, gets the W. I didn't love the match. I love that Zelina's getting an opportunity here. And she's just so diminutive that it has to be something weird with a Dewdrop, right? Yeah. And it's kind of hard to tell that story because she doesn't have a she doesn't have a a heater. She doesn't have a bodyguard like Shawn Michaels would have or whatever yet. And so, if you don't have that, you have to. And th- booking her in this situation is kind of a a tough gig. To, yeah. You know, but I love the idea of her getting more chances. I love her as a wrestler, and this is cool because she's getting the opportunity to talk. They put the they put the crowns on two of their better speakers. I th- which I think was a good choice. Right. I don't like how she got over Shayna Baszler. Right. Right. I because get that. Go ahead. I, I'm just, I, I, you know, what was funny was that last on last night's show, Shotzi Blackheart tried that same move that everybody uses to beat Shayna Baszler with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll you back onto your shoulders and somehow you're not you as a professional fighter is not going to have any idea how to, how to get out of that position. Mm-hmm. She tried to like two or three variants of it on Charlotte. Amazingly, Charlotte always had a counter for it. Weird. Well, Charlotte's next level. Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might Train be killer. Yes. Like yes. Backstage killer. Liv and Mella have a good little match. Strange result. Whatever happened to Liv's push? Uh, I don't know. Is it, is it in the same? Is it in the same closet with Bianca Belair's push and uh, <laughs> Keith Lee's push? Move into Bianca Belair's push. Wait, 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 wait. We can't go past something. What's that? Uh, Carmella and her mask looking like Rocky Dennis, man. <laughs> Okay, you, that that's ma- a deep cut for those of you who are not not eighties people. <laughs> yes, Mask yes. is a movie. 
about about a young man. Share right. Shares in mass. Shares. Wait, mall. who's the, who's the redheaded kid though? Is Rocky that... Dennis? I don't know who the actor is. Is that Eric Stoltz under I all think that? It, I, I think know. it's Eric Stoltz under all that. I just say Eric Stoltz and everybody said if he, it, who what redhead was that? Oh, Eric Stoltz. It had to be Eric Stoltz. It's the only redhead from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's hey, it. Eric Stoltz is my guy though. <laughs> I love that guy. But yeah, dude, look at that mask when she puts it on. Yeah, but Eric Stoltz in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> yes. he kills it. Kills it. Like, you hadn't seen him in a while. That's what Tarantino's best at, right? Yeah. Takes a guy you hadn't seen in a while and reminds you, oh, yeah, that dude's incredible. Yeah. And he did, it, he did it with a bunch of guys in that movie. Right, right, right. Um, but moving on now, I do want to talk about Carmella in the float over X Factor she put on her to finish the match. Yes. That was slick. <laughs> I'm all That's for it. Point. Huh? That's my point about Carmella's character in general. Mm-hmm. My problem is not with Carmella. Right. My problem is the character they put on the screen, the way they book her. She has worked very hard, and you can tell, to get better at the wrestling part. Right. She you went, see it. She went from a mostly dancer to a very good little wrestler. And that and little... They would, go ahead. I was just going to say, and if they would maximize that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and she's earned it. You know, I mean, she has earned it. Like you said, with hard work. And she's really good on the stick. She's good, man. I like her. Okay, but back to your point. The main event or the main part of the women's division right now is Big Time Bex and Bianca Belair and this feud that has been going on now for some time. We had... How many parts of this feud has Bianca Belair won? Mm, what do you mean by win? Exactly my point. Because if what you mean by win is how many parts of the feud has she been standing triumphantly at the end of a show? Maybe two out of seven or something, right? Exactly. My, again, yeah. She didn't get her. To, she didn't even get her this time. No, that was the frustrating thing. We had Becky. Becky comes out and she's like saying, "Hey, I'm I'm moving on. I'm done with with you. I, I've won. A, she, she she lucked out." A crown jewel got the W. So here we go. I'm ready to move on. Bianca says, you ain't done with me yet. As she comes out and Bianca points out all these wonderful things. Bianca has at every turn matched Becky on the mic. She has through this process as much as we would like to see her standing triumphantly periodically in this process. She is coming off looking like a star whenever she is controlling the action, not creative. Like when she's talking, it works. When she does body movements, it works. She is a star, and creative can't control that part of it. No. Which is odd because sometimes they can kill a star, and they can't with her. She's she's too everything. She keeps, she keeps fighting that pillow off. The more they try to put it over her face, but <laughs> right. Well, then when, we when when you're in their hospital, correct. They're just going to keep putting new pillows on your face. To your point, Biggie was on a um. A show called The Breakfast Club with uh, Charlemagne and all that. Yeah, Charlemagne the God. Yeah, yeah. right. Today, and I watched the clips of it, and they spoke to him about what he felt like being a black champion for the you know the fourth whatever and, and representation and all that. And he said what was really important to the New Day was to not be presented as tropes, to not Thank you. to not be crime time, to not be the nation of domination to, it was okay that they were nerds. It was okay that they were funny. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that they were allowed to play off of that. And that's what wound up, again, They, as much as they tried to pigeonhole them into something else, once they were allowed to be themselves, they weren't even able to be heels anymore because people loved them so much. Exactly. Everybody forgets, too, when they came out, that whole first gimmick at first was supposed to be a black gospel church kind of a thing. Right. Go watch that first promo that they had to do. Go watch that first video package they did for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they didn't have it. Right. They fought that with great acting, great character play, you know, getting themselves out there. Yeah. They just did a spectacular job of making that their own. And no, to- that's a unique and an original thing that they did. It's not somebody else's gimmick. It's not some trope. It's not some piece of, you know, popular culture ramped up to a thousand and slapped on television. Right. Now, to your point, one of the guys, she, the, the girl had gone to SummerSlam or whatever with her boyfriend. She doesn't watch a lot of wrestling, but her, her boyfriend does. And she said she had a, a Bootios t-shirt. And one of the guys sitting there said, oh, Bootios is y'all? Like, he knew what Bootios was because he'd seen uh-huh. them. But he had not. And, and I think they had some sitting around the uh, offices for breakfast if somebody was late or whatever, right? And he didn't know what, he didn't know that that was the new day, right? <laughs> <laughs> which was funny. But uh, but p- piggybacking off of that conversation, Big E said what's dope to him about Bianca Belair is that she is just able to go out there and be her. There's no character to it. No, that's her. And that is something, like you said, that does stem from Big E and, and stem from the new day, is being allowed to just be yourself in this environment. And it is working in spades with her. Now, what winds up happening here, of course, is that at some point, Becky says back of the line, and that gets her caught with the right right cross. And then Becky rolls out, goes for the kendo stick. She gets it ripped from her. It looks like it's going to end exactly like we want, but somehow Becky takes the punishment and gets a uh, kendo stick leg sweep, which is a standard move, and um, then then kind of rolls away to freedom and says, you'll get your match, just not tonight. We're going to get the match on Monday night, right? Which tells me who's not going to win. It tells me there won't be a finish. Yep. And that is frustrating because, like I've said all along, I don't mind this program. As long as Becky loses. Becky ain't lost yet, Kevin. Well, she can't lose till she loses the belt. You know what I mean? And But she could at least lose some of these moments. You know? And I, know I, get, the, can, I get the whole we need to build up the, the baby face as the baby face fights and fights and fights to get its pay, get our, give us our payoff. But, man, this is but getting Kevin, a little they, obnoxious. They've screwed this up how many times recently with the whole <laughs> the baby face never gets any over and then wins one match and then because they took so many it just doesn't even help right it's I like don't you got lucky lucky ones. I don't if think... Becky beats her 20 times and then Bianca beats her one. Bianca didn't win that feud. I don't care if she won the belt at the last match or something. She didn't win that feud. Becky's only beat her clean once, right? That doesn't matter. She pinned the I other ones. How did Ric Flair win a clean, clean championship? 
Touche. Speaking of Big E, speaking of Big E, he comes out at the beginning of our show. We're going back to the beginning of the show. And he's ready to set the standard for the show and all of that. Seth comes out and says, hey, I'm the guy to challenge. And, of course, Big E. In a badass coat. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, Big E correctly points out that uh, you lost to Edge. (laughs) And Seth, of course, never cares if you lost or not. He's the guy to win. And Rey Mysterio comes out and says, hey, my resume is just as good as anybody's. Oh, and, uh, you know, he doesn't mention it. But, by the way, I did beat that dude that says he deserves a shot in a feud. Then Finn comes out, interrupts, says, hey, Ray, I know you got all the accolades. I got number love for you, but I got all the accolades too, and I won the Universal title. And when he says first ever, he's pointing out that he beat Seth mm-hmm. for the Universal title. Of course, that means KO comes out, and Kevin Owens, who not only beat Seth at WrestleMania, which he doesn't bother to mention, lists his accolades and then says, and I won the Universal title in this very ring, Against you. Now, he leaves out the fact that Hunter pedigreed Seth. Mm -hmm. But he does point out that he was laying right here in this very spot, in this very ring, in this very arena. And that, of course, then he calls him Cruella DeVille. Seth ain't having that. All that other stuff's fine. (laughs) So Seth hits him. We get the brawl. I didn't. They do this too much. Right? And what sucks about when you do something too much is here it fits. Because Seth's the right guy to wrestle Big E right here. Because Seth's going to well, lose this rivalry. And you had three guys there to help tell your story about why they all interlocked. With the Seth being the the guiding little yeah. thing in the middle. Each one of them had a connection to Seth. He was the focus. It was subtle that you didn't even recognize it probably in the front end of it. That, oh, the whole point of this is Seth. All three of these guys are connected to him. Right. This worked. This was well done. Well, what's funny is, and I know we'll probably get there when this is over. I get your point, too, that the problem with that is you've done it so many times, it takes me sitting here thinking about this to recognize it was well done because I've, my brain's on autopilot from seeing the same thing 50 other times. Right. What wakes you up is the fact that Kevin comes out and he's so great and there's so much just natural heat between Seth and I don't know at this point in their career they get along or not, but when they're around each other, you can feel Oh yeah. How opposite they are in every way. And fantastic, by the way, too. But mm-hmm. um of course when Seth retreats, Sonya comes out and says we're gonna get a ladder match, and that's not normal for these tropes, right? And so that yeah. was when you kind of wake up and go, oh, wow, we get a main event ladder match tonight. And they give us one, boy, and it's a hell of a match. And Damn skippy it was. And, you know, Seth coming off of Hell in a Cell to have this match on the back end of it, pretty strong week for him in the ring. Kevin Owens was absolutely, I mean, <clears throat> as great as Rey Mysterio is, as great as Finn is, and even as great as Seth is, Kevin pops differently from any other wrestler right now. And he mm-hmm. ha- and he always has. Because of his size, because of the fact that he looks he's probably bigger than me, but he looks about like me. And that's uh-huh. you know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm heavy set. Um you know, I'm I'm kind of normal looking. And yet he's doing flips and like Rey Mysterio dives at him and he just catches First of all, Ray managing to land in that hurricane rider position and keep his shoulders up so Kevin can hold him. 
that was nuts, dude. Dude, and then Kevin does it like like he's a child, and and yeah. you know you you think oh well he's heavy set therefore he can't do this of course he can you know and everything yeah, he, he and everything he does you think he can't do that and he does right and then my, go ahead it, he reminds me of one of my assistant instructors in in martial arts who was built he looked man his body type was was straight up ko mm-hmm. and he could flat foot and kick a stop sign oh wow <laughs> so yeah and, books and covers and right like an anvil books and covers know. right so you can't you can't tell but and, mm-hmm. and but when a guy like that surprises you man it, it's good it's good Right. Bump of the night is Kevin Owens when he looks like it's going to be Seth on the ladder that has been put between the announcer's table and the ring. But he, when he gets Seth up for the power bomb, Seth manages to lay flat out and then kick Kevin in the head to get the release. And when he goes to do it a second time, Seth flips him with a, a backdrop over the top rope into the ladder. Yep. That eliminates one. Uh, Finn eats a stomp, which eliminates number two. Ray's already through the table. Seth gets the thing. We get the matchup that we need for Big E because this mm-hmm. is where this is perfect. Big perfect. E has Big E by getting rid of Drew has and Lashley has put himself in the spot where okay, I'm the guy going forward. So now all you got to do is put the guy with the most heat in there with him for a month. Mm-hmm. And then when Seth loses that. Biggie is off and running, and he's already uber popular with everybody. We love the fact that he's there. Seth, as long as Seth can give him adversity and lose clean, in spite of the fact that Seth's trying not, trying not to win clean, yeah, we're in the perfect spot, right? Exactly. I, I love this. I think that's a great great direction, dude. I will say though that was not the latter spot of the week, though it was latter spot <laughs> of the night. Eo, Eo. Oh my god! On NXT, Indy Hartwell, right? Yes. Pushes the ladder and then EO hits that thing. And dude, that cameraman who decided to go for the close up as EO's head's bounding from ten feet off the thing—it's like, dude, I know you got a job to do, but damn. (laughs) Well, in in his defense, if you're EO Shirai, you're like, you're like, damn it, you better get this shot. I ain't doing this twice. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, but it's not lost on me, dude, that Cesaro and Seth was fantastic. And they fumbled the ball on that by not doing more with Cesaro once it was over. But Seth did his job. Ray, Seth, Dom, that was, that wound up being really good to, uh, to the end, you know, if you take away the eyeball thing. Edge. Well, the match stuff was awesome. And while Seth worked, Dom was awesome as right. far as. Not you mean being, with, not you mean with the kendo sticks? Kendo sticks. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But that was awesome for different things. But because you hate Dom. Good in the ring, you know. Yeah, yeah. You had Buddy Murphy there too, dude. Man, that's, I contend- can you believe they broke up and didn't didn't get more out of Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins? Mm. Right. Well, they were tag champs, but I get you. I get you. They they could have been Intercontinental World Champs together. Yeah, and really had it going. They could actually. They could have been double double belts. Mm-hmm. Wow. What kind of greatness would that have been? I want to be in that alternate universe. Right. But I, I've contended that if that Ray Mysterio, that last Ray Mysterio match with Seth, if Ray hadn't have slipped off the rope, and I think Seth hit the rope as Ray was going for the six one nine and moved it on him, 
Uh-huh. But if he hadn't slipped off right there, that match would have been perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean? It literally was a quarter of an inch from being a perfect match. And, and Ray rebounded fast and got through it, but perfect is perfect, and that wasn't. And then I'll contend that Edge and Seth have had match of the year, and I'm not 100% sure which one of those matches it was. There, Seth is on his best game right now as far as complete package. Dude, in-ring that, product, out-of-ring product, everything he's doing. This is his probably his best run oh, in the business. What's even better is it doesn't involve him winning. No. That's might, the real thing. He that's might, the amazing thing. Right. He might be wrestler of the year and not win a feud. Or maybe he mm-hmm. won the Cesaro one. But, you know, and and that, that Hell in Cell match, dude, Edge... First of all, I'm not trying to belittle what Edge did in these three matches either. He was fantastic. But they literally went out there in that Hell in a Cell match and told the story of both of their careers to the point where Seth is doing the uh, kill switch. You know, that crazy bump Seth took where he let Edge push him into the top of the cage and then he goes ahead and pivots down and goes through a table. (laughs) What the hell? <laughs> what was the plan? I mean, I get it, dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was great, you know, uh, Edge hitting the, hitting the, you know, the whole thing was just so good. And you, and you got to see every aspect of their careers and why they would hate each other and how they, uh, how Seth is, you know, how Edge could consider Seth, Seth Light and how, Seth doesn't want to be that. It was so good. And then to have the payoff be Edge wins this thing, it just was chef's kiss. You know what I mean? And then he's going to go do the same thing with Big E right here. Knock on wood. And let's go. You know? Yeah. So let's move on to SmackDown. Woo! Yes. Okay. Oddly enough, this was on FS1. And they countered the World Series with, are you ready? No right. Roman or Brock Lesnar. Weird. <laughs> it was like, well, if ain't nobody know where the station is, we're going to let these guys have the night off. Yeah. Okay. But we do open with Charlotte hot off of um controversy as last week she had dumped the belt on the ground and supposedly that caused her to get into it. With not only creative but Becky Lynch backstage, which brought out the Boo Birds from the fan ba- from the actual wrestling division of women's wrestling division, as they are frustrated with Charlotte's behavior altogether. It seems, or at least that's what's been leaked well, out. Well, apparently, worse for Charlotte, she almost caught Sonya Deville. Yeah, that's the last thing she wanted. She won't know that. No, well, Sonya was the one who had to stand in the ring and figure out what to do with the fact that Charlotte went off script. Yeah. And Sonya... Put me in a bad position. Sonya handled it like a champ. Becky handled it like a champ. Charlotte handled it like a flare. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. Okay, so she comes out, though, and she does get a little bit of a... a she addresses it a little bit here and there with the winks at the mic and all that and says she's ready to help build the division. Sasha comes out because Sasha is the the spokeswoman of the division, right? <laughs> yeah, because she's definitely not a heel last week. What? What are we doing with Sasha being the one to come out here? I don't get that at all. You know what I mean? And I get, and this almost felt like what winds up happening here 
you know, they get into it and basically Charlotte winds up saying, look, you get a chances all the time, which, yep. You know, and when she doesn't get a chance, she takes a month off. And I'm okay with her taking months off. I'm just saying she's the wrong person to walk out here and do this. Well, and she's not even a face. Well, she is now, I guess. Because well, we, they, look, they did a switch, double switch here. Oh, yeah, right. So we wound up getting Shotzi out here, and Shotzi has a match. Kevin, in. Huh? Kevin, what? This match was a train wreck. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, dude. How many missed spots were there, dude? That ending, Sasha was totally out of position. I don't know who screwed that up, but when they went, because Sasha was supposed to be on the apron, they had to get people in position. Several times, there was just there was like three or four bad clubs in this match. Well, the one okay, I'll, I'll give Shotzi this. She may have been concussed from whatever happened when she was on the second rope and Charlotte pulled her legs. Jesus! And the back of her head whiplashed off the top turnbuckle. My lord! Yeah, I can see that. And then, then okay, now Charlotte did save her on one, on that suicida where her back foot hit the rope. Yes. Charlotte's, that was one of the things I'm talking about. Charlotte saw she wasn't going to make it and quickly stepped up and kind of slowed her fall. She would have, dude, how many times have and we seen? And then tried to roll around. Did you see how she tried to roll around, like make it look like it actually hit? <laughs> well, and then I think, I, did you notice that Banks kind of, she 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 leaned down to make sure she was okay, and then Banks started yelling to try to like distract from like like she was saying you got to get up and get on it right now or whatever right, but that yeah. was all to try to distract from the fact that we know that girl just about killed herself right there once she but she did take the time to be like are you okay like what's yeah. going on, and I think Hell that yeah. Sasha got up there in the right spot in that Shotzi was a little late getting over there because Shotzi was supposed to like run into her. No, but look. Go ahead. They had to do a double spot, though. First, Charlotte was going towards her, and Sonya, and Sasha wasn't even on the apron yet. And you can see Charlotte stop, look for her, and then Sasha jump up there real fast, and Charlotte go <laughs> up, put her hands up like, like you could tell the spot was supposed to be. She was almost going to run into Sasha. Ah. Uh. Yeah, 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 then, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you, I get you. And then that gives Shotzi uh, the way to blame so uh, Sasha for the loss. All right. Now, in spite of all you... ended up looking, it was just weird. In spite of all you're saying, though, Shotzi's got the crowd chanting her name. Yeah, that's my point. They're 100% behind her. She loses. her. She loses because of this little mix-up with Sasha, like in, in kayfabe world, that's why she loses. And then, you know, Sasha, Sasha comes out. Sasha was a heel last week, Kevin. Comes out to support her, the heel, the backstabber herself. And yes. then Shotzi goes nuts and starts beating her up, beats her from pillar to post to tank. And yet I'm supposed to somehow feel bad for Sasha? Not at all. Why would I? Did I we think, just turn? I think Shotzi's smart. If you know who Sasha is, you know she's going to. She's right. looking for a chance to put a knife in you. And I, I didn't do it. I don't understand how you wrote this and thought, yes, the people will hate. Uh, she goes Damien right here, right? Yeah. Whether you want to say Damien Priest or Damien Batman's son, right? She goes Damien right here. And nice. e- in either way, we want. You like that? I did. I think I need applause. Good job. Okay, so anyway, my point here is 
that there's no way I can support Sasha Banks over Shotzi Blackheart. Mm-mm. It doesn't make any sense. And yet that's what they're going to ask me to do next week. I'm almost 100% on. Oh, yeah. They're going to push it on us, man. Shotzi's going to come out. She's probably going to, I don't know. Shotzi's going to beat up somebody that everybody loves. Right. I don't know who it is yet, but th- you know how they're going to, you know how they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is how they're going to get, you know. Yeah. The only thing I can, this is interesting, too, because you can tell that they're kind of scratching at trying to figure out who can be in the division to challenge here. Raquel Gonzalez wrestled a dark match before the show. I read this on the Daily Smart, uh, one of the articles they pulled up this morning. Uh, Braun Strowman said something about being proud of her or something and against Tony Storm. So if they're moving Raquel up, uh, you know, as, as soon as whatever happens with Dakota happens, they move Raquel up. I guess she, I, I guess they know we have to influx talent into this. Although, you know, you have Naomi and Baszler wrestling in this thing with Sonya here later. What did you think about this? I think again, if they need Naomi to get a win or at least a something somewhere, I, all I've seen for the last few weeks is her just getting the crap kicked out of her. Right, right. But again, and her just walking out there to do it—it's the same crap I saw with Kevin Owens, man. For mm-hmm. like, right, with him and the two most annoying human beings on the planet. And it. It feels like the plight of Naomi here should end with her joining, you know, the the bloodline or turning darker or something, right? Like, this is the kind of Not thing that happens. Not just taking happen- a beating every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know where we go here that makes sense. I mean, eventually she beats Sonya, right? And that would yeah. make... Now, if she does eventually get over Baszler and Sonya, then that does put her in a prime position to wrestle Charlotte for the title. And you have your baby face right there. So what are we doing with Shotzi? <laughs> and and making I know we're making Sasha a babyface so she can wrestle Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Like I don't I, I don't get it. I, I just it baffles me to death what we're doing here. Not to mention they I mean they're pulling Charlotte off of uh, signings and stuff according mm-hmm. to the dirt sheets. You know what I mean? So they don't even know they they can't even trust her to do that, and they're going to keep hanging the whole division on her. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, it ain't my business, okay. but that ain't good business. You know? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. At least until they figure out what's going on with her. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I get it. She's in a long-term contract. But if you can't control her out there, then. No. All right, maybe these things happen more than we, fi- than we find out. Right? I don't know. You know, like I know that. Another part of that interview with Big E was a guy said, you know, you ever, somebody ever get a little too hot with you out there and you wind up going backstage and wanting a piece of them for real? And he said, no, you handle that in the ring. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, once you, once you get backstage, you know, it's over. He says, but if somebody does something and, you know, they, if they potato you and the poor guy interviewing him was like, what's a potato? And he's like, well, I mean, that's, if somebody really hit you, you know, he said, you have to handle that in the ring. And that's how a professional does it. He handles it in the ring. He lets them know that that ain't cool. And then you just move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so maybe all these things happen more than we even realize, you know, but, but because this was a non-match thing that Charlotte did, it was glaring. Yeah. But, okay. Back to Brock Lesnar. Scrap Daddy finds him a million bucks. And this is the thing I hate the most in fake. Here's like- another, here's another weird heel turn tonight, Kevin. Adam Pierce, man, is all of a sudden some sort of like, the heart of this company. When the hell? When did this happen? 
he's now Lex Luthor here. They're going to try to turn Adam Pierce into some sort of like authority heel. Well, and here's the thing that I hate. I never like anybody getting fined in pro wrestling because we all know they're not paying a fine. No. Because if you were really getting fined in pro wrestling, they wouldn't announce it. Like if they were really going into your pocket. So they might as well have said, I'm taking Brock Lesnar's farm and played John Mellencamp Scarecrow in the background. It, yes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it ain't happening. You know what I mean? You're not That would have been an awesome cinematic match. Yes. Where you like send a bunch of wrestlers to reclaim Brock Lesnar's farm and he like fights them off. Yes. I just, you, I just made you a million dollars, Vincent, man. The point of all this was to get to Paul backstage. When Kayla asks him about what Brock would do, at first he answers what Roman would do, but then he turns and says, and he goes full on, I'm Brock's advocate for a little bit, and then snaps out of it. And did you like that part of it? I liked it, dude. He's so good, dude. Let me tease you just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me just, a little bit. Remember how cool this it, was, guys? You know, that's what he's saying. Remember how cool this was, guys? Mm-hmm. When I was Brock's guy. But he, he also, it gives you a way of sneaking it in there, too, to actually let him be Brock's guy for a second. Of course. Because Brock's not there to do it, so he can tell you what Brock would do, which is he might show up at Connecticut and start, like, tearing the office apart. I agree. All right. Now, Drew Drew McIntyre gets to give open challenges for the title. Wait, he doesn't have a title. You know what I think they should do with Drew McIntyre? Do you know what an applause button is? Yes. Do you know what a laugh laugh button is? Yeah, laugh track, yeah. Yeah, or or, or maybe a rim shot? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is maybe we should do that with Drew when he comes out there so people know what, what. Dude, what is this? Drew comes out, gives an open challenge, and Ali accepts it. Ali is now Mustafa Ali again because we're going back into his name and then Ali. But this time around, after Ali loses... He blisters the crowd by saying, you guys hate me because I'm Mustafa. My point here is, before, at least he was being venomous in all of this. This was whiny. I don't get it. I don't know why we're going back here with this. Plus, as as Mustafa has been mean to Mansoor, mean to everybody else, run off. He, he, was such a, he was such a mean guy as the head of a faction, he ran all of his faction off. So why would this make any That's sense? That's a rare one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why would this make any sense? No, they have nothing they've done with his character has ever made sense. How do you get this guy wrong? He can talk. He's a good-looking guy. He's a hacker man. <laughs> He's great on social media. He's great when you put him in front of anybody and have him talk. He's an ex, an ex-police officer, right? That's the origin Vince story. Vince McMahon doesn't see any of that, Kevin. Vince McMahon sees that guy's 6'6", and he's got broad shoulders, and he looks like the cover of a Harlequin romance. <laughs> Therefore, Drew goes over easily. He's an attractive man, Vincent. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, backstage. We are saved from the backstage interview by Happy and Madcap. And Happy and Madcap talk about their street fight. We get the street fight um, later on. Boots. How bad is it, Kevin? Mm-hmm. How bad is this? This is how bad this segment was for me. I was actually going, Jesus, let Jeff talk some more. I, I was at home. These two jabronis and let Jeff Hardy give me a promo. I was That's at how home. bad this is. I was at home thinking you were doing the opposite. Thinking you were going, man, I love old Madcap. <laughs> no, no, that's how bad he is. 
Oh, so Jeff Hardy problems, but yeah, no, uh, uh, I'd watch Jeff Hardy read Shakespeare Mm. over those two Nimrods. Okay, so we get a match between Nimrods and Boogs and Shinsuke. It is a that should be their team name. (laughs) Yes, it 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 is a uh, trick or street fight, and they have pumpkins and stuff out there, and it is everything you expect, including the twenty four seven run through, including. The key to this whole thing, why this thing matters, is you're continuing a storyline between these two. But the reason why it continues is because two jack-o'-lantern figures use kendo sticks to cost Shinsuke and Boogs the no, match. Sho- was it kendo stick? No, was it shovels or kendo sticks? I think the shovels shovel was, was Dakota Kai. Kendo Kai, sticks yeah. was... Somebody got hit with the shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was on NXT. But, okay, so my point here is Carrillo... And Garcia wind up, they're still heels. We announced them in Garza. Garza. I, I, what, what are I calling? Garcia. Woo. I apologize. I'm sorry. But, okay, so I love this tag team as heels. They're still going to be heels. We announce them here. Hey, let me, let me just real quickly. What are the betting odds that we never see Boogs? I know that we never see Madcap and Happy and Carrillo. And Garza on the same page again. Like oh, there, there, there's no continuity here, right? This is just going to have yeah. happened. And okay, they're heels now, and they'll be wrestling somebody else next week. And there's, there'll be no acknowledgement of how these guys helped those guys to beat these guys. No, no, it's the bad guys, <laughs> Kevin, and bad guys work together. If anything that history has taught us is that egotistical, maniacal people love to work with each other. <laughs> While Stalin and Hitler were such good buddies. The Axis you know, powers. Yeah. Wrestling is the Axis power. <laughs> okay, so let's get to something I love. Xavier Woods is the centerpiece of the show. Oh my God, this is fun. He gets crowned. Hit row. Hit row serenades. Hit row serenades. And what a wonderful scene that was. And the back and forth and how he is using his uh, royal English accent to sell all of this and in utilizing the fact that he's very good with words to make things funny that don't have to be and then like pay attention to his inflections though and his his speech pattern mm-hmm. you know who he's doing it took me it took me a little bit to figure it out it's like, i know he's doing somebody else almost a little bit first i was like is it king booker no it's not king booker it's matt hardy the weird Inflection and way he talks at times when he's when he's doing uh, delete delete delete. Yeah, not with the weird language. Nero and uh, well, Nero's just. But anyway, moving on. When he gets into the ring and he's 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 anointing Kofi his right hand and Sir Sir Kingston. Then he says a thing about how I have totally earned this. And then he kind of this. And when the clouds like, yeah, you deserve this. I do. I do. But, but what was cool was he kind of, kind of quietly said into the mic, a lot of backstage stuff. Uh huh. <laughs> so good, dude. Cause that's how you earn things, right? <laughs> yes. A lot of backstage stuff. He is, how is this guy not, dude? got 20 minutes of your show every night. Right. And then he gives, he gives Kofi this, this gold, Unicorn to put on his lapel, and it's huge. It's beautiful, Kevin. Almost looks like a like dung, but with a unicorn and being gold on it. 
Oh man, the Usos come out and they try to ruin the party and they go back and forth and this is maybe the greatest rivalry in the history of wrestling as far as tag teams go. It's up there. It's definitely one of the best ones in the last few years. And they fall right back into their cadences and their routine They're perfect. easily. They wind up getting a match. The match is fantastic. Can I touch it? <laughs> Can I touch it? They get mad at each other that whole time, talk each other down, and then Jay, like Jay is, was like, "Hey, but you know, all bulls inside. Can you know? Can I touch your scepter? Is that real gold? <laughs> is that real? Is that real gold? <laughs> I thought it was I did too. I did too. <laughs> And then so anyway, it, it was perfect. And then the match they had was really great. And then Woods was the showcase also in the match. So again, you've showcased Woods. If you go back to Lashley, to Lashley Woods, that was fantastic, right? And that's when you start to go, wait a minute, maybe Woods can be more than a tag team partner, even though we knew that, right? We all knew that. And then, but what you're thinking, I mean, it sucks, but you mentally you go, maybe Vince is seeing this now. And so then we move on and we get this King of the Ring tournament and he wins that. And it's like, hey, maybe. But you go, well, you know, Corbin was never really going to be more than. But Corbin is a focal point of the show often. But you know what I mean? He was never going to be the champ champ, right? Uh-uh. Or at least not yet. Then you have Woods being the focal point of this show, which is what you have with Roman gone, right? Who's going to be replacing him as the focal point? Mm-hmm. It's Woods, and Woods carries his his segment. Woods carries his backstage segment. Woods carries his match, exactly like Roman has to do when it's his show, right? And so we we put him into the spot to see, you know, it's it's an audition scenario. It works. Woods is the best. They showcase him in the match. Then he gets the win on the roll up at the end, and it's kind of a neat roll up. It's it's a clever an an elitist style win. Yes, if you would. Okay, and so he winds up doing that to get the win here. And I couldn't, when it was over, I thought to myself, is everything possible? Like, is it possible? And I don't think he will win a title from Roman. But how cool would this run be if... Oh, my God. I'm already drooling just thinking of Paul Heyman and Xavier Woods. Right? Running their mouths at each other. Well, let's say, you know, you, you've got these guys lined up for Roman. But somewhere in the middle, you got to have somebody else. Woods... Woods and Kofi win over the New Day, right? And so now Woods is a king and tag champ. Then you put him into it with Roman while he's the tag champ. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, he loses the pay-per-view. Maybe you give him double duty that night to ensure Roman wins. How fun would that month be of him getting to work, oh, yeah, that- you know, four segments a show? You know what I mean? Where he's running down the Usos and then he gets into it with Paul. And then they beat and win. And then he jumps them and Roman jumps them after that to prove that, you know, you're not on my level. Just like he did anytime anybody beats the Usos, right? That's what Roman's go to yeah. is he, he roughs them up for his, for his buddies, right? How great Usually could that all they be? Get beat up. Right. They didn't stop people getting beat up. Well, then they might be on even terms if they're not tired. Dude, lackeys are there for a reason. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so you're you're happy with that, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Now here's the other thing. Walter has been announced for a UK match with Cesaro. Could we maybe get Walter sliding into SmackDown like I want? 
Oh, that'd be amazing, dude. Because I, the Walter Roman feud, to me, that's exactly where you want to go if you do wind up giving us this Woods thing. Where by the time Roman's done with Woods, people will hate him so much. How do you ever get him back to the middle of the road-ish where he's been? Uh-huh. Right? Well, you stick Walter out there. Because as much as everybody loves Walter, it's kind of hard to love Walter. You don't love Walter because of Walter. You love Walter because he's huge and he bludgeons people. And it's more of a same reason you like Godzilla, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. So you had a good week. I had, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good spots in this week. Cool, man. Cool. All right, brother. For you, for me, this has been a Go Home Heat production. That'd be KP and Justin. Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out the Daily Smart, who also puts our pods up, along with a whole bunch of wrestling information. And, Justin? Go home.